Hi, this is Nan Rosalie. You're listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher DeFilippis, and I bring you the latest in our series of interview redo specials featuring the interviews we did with the cast and crew of the new Quantum Leap throughout Season 1, most of which appeared only on our YouTube channel. And we have arrived at Episode 8, Stand By Ben. That's the one where Ben finds himself on the run in the woods with a group of troubled kids escaping from an abusive of school. You remember that one. We all thought it was going to lead into Roberto somehow, if you recall. Anyway, this episode featured a terrific ensemble of young actors, and we were lucky enough to speak to one of them, C.R. Riley Wilson, who plays Leah in the episode. She talks to Matt and Albie about working on Quantum Leap, the fun and challenges of the remote shoots required for this episode, and her other acting and artistic endeavors. She is smart and engaging, and you'll have fun with this one if you haven't already heard it. Also featured this time out is our interview with series regular Nan Rissa Lee, who plays Jen. Up until this point, Nan Rissa was the only member of the main cast that we hadn't yet spoken to, and it sort of felt like we were saving the best for last, because Matt, Albie, and I had a blast chatting with her about all things quantum. What's more? She came to the interview drinking out of the QLP mug I had sent to cast members. I guess our swag bribe worked. Seriously, Nanrissa is so enthusiastic about Quantum Leap, it didn't feel like we were doing an interview at all. We were just talking to a fellow fan. Speaking of which, we couldn't bring you such amazing interviews without the help of our own fan community. With special thanks to our producers, Harold Sullivan, Glenda Palma, Chris, a.k.a. Brackmang, Mike Covert, Jeff Kiska, Craig Riedler, Cosplay Dad, Charles Allen Gossard, and Morgan Felden. If you want to find out more about supporting the QLP and even getting some cool swag of your own, check us out at patreon.com slash quantum leap podcast. All right, let's get this show on the road. For me, it doesn't matter how well I do in school or anything else. I'm interested in girls. Just so happens that means that my mom and dad think that I'm going to hell. And Stacy, I know you would just tell me not to care what they think, but I can't help it. I love them. Hey there, welcome to the Quantum Leap podcast. Uh, we're really excited today to be bringing you an interview with Sierra Riley Wilson. Sierra, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. We're really happy to have you. Um, so we've just seen uh, Sierra in the latest episode, um, Stand By Ben, and um, we're going to be talking about that. And also, as usual, we'll just be talking a bit about uh, Sierra's career and uh, and various other topics as well. So, uh, yeah, perhaps we could start there because you've been acting since quite a young age. Um, I think your, your youngest credits seem to go back to around age 13. So can you yeah. tell us a little bit about how you got started at, at that age and um yeah what what led you there yeah totally so i grew up in portland oregon and i was a competitive dancer so i was really in the arts and performing and um i decided to dip my toe into the world of acting when i was about 10 years old um i ended up doing an acting camp in la and i got an agent from that so i kind of brought my mom down to la and tried it out and ended up loving it and it went really well for me. And so I've been 
acting ever since, about 10 years now. And have you kept up with the dancing? Has that been something you've been doing in parallel? Yeah, yeah. I I came out originally for acting and dance. So I did a lot of like commercial hip hop and music videos and commercials and stuff like that. Um, I still dance here and there. I really love when I can like incorporate it into acting roles. Like I play a lot of dance coaches on shows and stuff like that. So that's really fun for me. But acting is like the main focus right now. But I still like to do both. Okay, that answers one of my other questions because I was watching some of Kim Possible yesterday and I saw you doing some dancing in that. I wasn't sure if that was actually you, but uh, (laughs) no stunt dancing. Um, And I gather you also also do some fashion design as well. Is that that a more recent thing that you've started bringing in? Yeah, yeah. Over quarantine, I was bored just like everybody else. And so I picked up sewing and I ended up really, really loving it. And... um, I took some sewing classes at LA Trade Tech for a while, and I'm starting my own clothing brand um, this fall wow. and beginning of next year. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely incorporating it a lot more into my career recently, but it's really fun. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. What a way to branch out. And yeah, what, what a way to uh, <laughs> spend time during quarantine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, maybe we can we can dive a little bit into Quantum Leap. Did you did you have much prior awareness of the show? Obviously, it was a little before your time, but yeah, I, it is a little when you got the, time. Yeah, I was aware of it. Um, my mom saw the audition and she was like, "Oh my god, I know the show from from the eighties." <laughs> and I was like, "I I don't, but I will do my research." <laughs> and um, but I have watched episodes of the original since then, so I am familiar now it's really cool and i think that the new one does a great job of like revamping it and making it a new show but still like keeping you know the original fans happy so can you talk me through a little bit about the audition process and about how you even became aware of the role yeah so um the audition came in and i didn't i'm someone i've been doing this for a long time and sometimes when i like really like get passionate about a role and then send off my tape. It like gives me anxiety. So I've kind of like, when I do a tape, I'm like, just set it out and I'm never going to think about it ever again. <laughs> my best, you know, give it a couple takes. And like, if they, if it's right for me, it's right for me. So that's kind of what happened. I didn't think much of it. And with the original audition script too, it's like, you don't really know how big the role is because it's just two scenes. And with quantum leap specifically, it's like the guest stars are, in the world of each episode. So I really like had no idea what I was getting into. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a cute role. Um, I really identified with the character because um, I'm bisexual and Leah is gay in the show. And so I thought that was really cool. I don't get to do that all the time. Um, And then when I booked it and got the full script, I was like, Oh my God, this is like meaty. Like this is going to be fun. I'm doing a lot more than I thought I was in the audition. So that was really exciting. So what what did you know besides um, besides her sexuality? What did you know about uh, Leah when you auditioned for her? I think the character breakdown was just she is the kind of quiet wisp of the group and she is escaping with her friends out of this abusive school. And that was pretty much it. And then the two scenes wow. that were the audition scenes were um, me going up to Ben asking if he had an imaginary friend uh, which was a really cute little scene, but I had no idea who I had no idea that like Addison was a hologram or like I had truthfully no idea that Ben wasn't just my friend. Um, 
when I read the original audition. And then the second audition scene was when I take all the drugs after I break my leg and I'm just kind of like rambling for the first time talking about all these things. So, yeah. Uh, when you read the uh, entire script, the, the real script, the shooting script, uh, did what did you think about your character and did you share any other similarities with your character? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, Leah is so interesting. She's kind of like, it, it was cool because I'm going to sidetrack here, but it'll all make sense <laughs> in, in a second. But um, Avi, the director, he made us all watch the movie Stand By Me, which um, is what the episode is based off of. And I had never seen that movie before. And it was really cool to see it because I learned so much about my character, Leah, in the main boy. I can't remember his name right now. But um, it was cool how the writer kind of picked and, and, and chose how each character's like mirror the characters in that movie. And so I feel like watching that movie and reading the whole script gave me such a better sense of Leah. And she's like, a Leah's an observer. And I, I see that in myself too, where, you know, she's kind of like surrounded by these personalities and her friends, but she's the one who's really like taking it all in and like making decisions. And she's the one who had the bag full of the stuff that, you know, we actually needed to survive. And the, the heroine in the way that no one would really expect just looking at her. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, this is the first episode of Quantum Leap that wasn't, um, besides the original pilot, wasn't very backlotty. It didn't look like it was just all filmed at uh, Universal Studios yeah. or, or something. Uh, so what was it like being on location that much on the shoot? It was so fun. We were at this beautiful ranch. I think it's the Disney Ranch. Um, and it was really cool being outside. I felt like I was camping all the time. Lots of bug bites, lots of bug spray. Um, <laughs> but And my car is just destroyed from the dirt and the mud I was driving through every day. But it was really cool. It was really cool being outside. It felt like summer camp. <laughs> did did uh, you guys uh, form any friendships, uh, the, the three of you, uh, that were playing the kids uh, from the camp? Oh, yeah. I love Anthony and Raquel. Oh my God. We, I had known Anthony through mutual friends, um, before. So that was cool getting to work with a familiar face. Um, and then about a week before we started filming, um, Avi had us all out to dinner at a steakhouse, which is really fun. So we got to like really vibe and get to know each other, which is so rare with, especially like a guest star. Like I did a series regular and we didn't even really have like a coordinated, dinner to like get to know each other. So I felt like really close to them throughout the filming process. So far we've talked to a lot of people that were on quantum leap and they had like different experts for different things. Did you have any kind of expert, maybe a wilderness expert or a limping on crutches expert or something <laughs> to, to advise you? Um, we, we had a great stunt guy cause there was a lot of, um, when I was climbing out of the car and the glass and just like um, me with Ringer and Sullivan, like really fighting them. Um, and then there was also a snake handler on the set the entire time. Whenever we had to go through the, any sort of brush, he would, it was this really cool guy with this, you know, cowboy hat and like big vest. And he had these tools. He was just like picking out rattlesnakes. So we didn't, you know, get bitten. But I was like, wow, what a job. I would love to have that job for a day. Just one day, though. Just one day. 
and definitely someone you you need around at a time like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. Never thought of so that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it happens a lot. So, very important guy. Glad you made it to the other shows. Okay, then. <laughs> um, I wanted to to ask a, a little something about your preparation for the role. Um, one of the things that came out was Leah is very much an overachiever and mm-hmm. someone that self harms, mm-hmm. and that is something that could very easily have been very overwritten and very overperformed. And it, it came out very subtly, very realistically. Um, I, I used to be quite close to someone who was very similar to that character. So firstly, I just wanted to acknowledge that I think you, you and the writer did a fantastic job of that. Um, and thank you. And I also just wanted to know what what was going through your mind when you were preparing for the role in terms of how to how to set that bar and make sure that it came across, um, but without without going over the top. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. First of all, thank you. That means a lot. Um, I know that's a really powerful thing to try and represent. And I know way too many people, either themselves or know people who have gone through that. Um, I think for me the most powerful way to convey things like that is through the subtleties. And I think that people who are going through that don't want to see someone whose entire personality is the fact that they self harm, that they are people who are trying their best and living their lives and they are like have full, you know, depth to them. And I think I wanted to make that really clear that although Leah is going through this and so many things, and there's so much heaviness in her world, like she's still just a, you know, teenage girl. Um, And I think that's what the episode also does really beautifully is, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie between us being like teens and like not knowing what we're doing and like talking about music and dancing in the cabin. But we're also like going through this really heavy, like escape from an abusive school. Um, So I just think all of that went into my process of, you know, really diving into that mindset, but not letting it take over completely. Uh, dancing in the cabin was, was it difficult not to uh, dance uh, so expertly like you can uh, when you're just a bunch of kids just dancing around? And was there a choreographer for that little bit of dancing or how did that work? No, that was all improv. We were just, <laughs> we were just vibing. Oh my God. That was fun. That was probably my favorite um, day of shooting and scene to shoot. I loved the cabin stuff. It was hard though, because I kept trying to dance on my leg. Like I would like step on my leg and I'm like, Oh no, wait, that one is completely shattered. (laughs) I can't, that's not real. (laughs) Was the interior of the cabin a set? It was a building. um, I think it was a completely gutted out cabin. And then the set deck crew uh, just, you know, totally made it really, really cool. Very cool. Yeah, it looked real, so I was wondering. Mm-hmm. It did. You, you, you mentioned about the camaraderie between the the kids and the fact that you you you're a bunch of four kids, kind of trying to work things out and not mm-hmm. really sure about who you are. Of course, one of you is played by an actor that's significantly older. <laughs> how how was that having having Ray playing? I know you're all playing. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. all of you are in your twenties playing teenagers. Mm-hmm. But how yeah. was it having Ray in there also playing a lot further down? Was he just one of the kids as well? Yeah, yeah. Ray is seriously one of, if not 
my favorite actor that I've worked with. He is just so professional yet playful. And he was like in on all of our inside jokes. We were giggling together. It did not feel like he was, you know, someone who's significantly older than us, but he also like took care of us in a way because it's like his set. He made sure we were all good. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. It, it definitely felt like completely parallel to the script where it's like he was one of us, but not, mm. but yes. <laughs> Is there any funny stories from, from the set? Like uh, for anything that happened during the shoot that would be humorous? Funny stories. We filmed um, the, the car scene, uh, the, the original, like uh, the lines when we're escaping, that was in mm-hmm. a VR studio. It wasn't actually outside, which wow. is really cool. Um, yeah. I had no idea. Well done by no. the crew. Yeah. yeah it wow. looked amazing. And Avi originally didn't want to do that because he thinks that, you know, sometimes it looks, you can tell mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, usually. When we got there, oh my God. It was crazy. And they had wind in our hair and they would just like rotate the car based on like the, the scene. Wow. Um, but Ray has like motion sickness. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> it, it was real. It looks like you're kind of like in star tours at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot to handle, but that that's set got to really right trigger to- that. If- mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that set was right next to the um, access Hollywood set. Like we were literally like in the same room over <laughs> and we, like mario lopez like live on the air and i thought that was really fun and they were giving away a bunch of like props from the set like glasses and books and stuff Mm. they just didn't need and so we all looked like we just came from the thrift store like carrying all these like espresso martini glasses and stuff yeah that was funny i had no idea i assumed that was just a toe rig or something wow yeah Mm -hmm. it looked really good yeah, we did film it once in the actual car just to have mm-hmm. it as an option, but mm-hmm. it ended up looking a lot better with the with the yeah. screen. Uh, what was the production like, uh, the feel on the set and the producers and directors and, you know, everybody behind the scenes? How did how was that interaction with uh, the cast? I say this so candidly, some of the nicest people I've ever worked with. And everyone just like really mesh together in a way that you kind of see on a project where people have worked together for years. So that's why I was really surprised because I was like, I know this is a new show. Sometimes people need to like work out the kinks. Um, Hmm. But no, everyone worked really well together. There was a lot of like youthful energy on the set, which was really fun. Um, And I also knew a couple people from a project that I just did. So that was cool to see uh, familiar faces. It was really fun. Were you aware during the production that this was building up to be the mid-season cliffhanger? I don't know when they made no. that kind of decision, if that was something that they might not have even been aware of at that point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if they were aware yet, but I had no idea. That's really cool to know. Were there certain parts of the script that weren't included for the script handed out to everyone, like this uh, like like big reveal at the end of the episode about uh, um, Addison? No, I think that we, I think that was in the first draft. There were definitely like some rewrites um, all throughout, but yeah, I, I, up until filming, I obviously I hadn't seen the, it was, it's coming out as the weeks go by. So I had no idea like the weight of, of what that was. And now like catching up, I'm like, wow, this is like, it's a big one. 
Uh, what are some things that got revised? Something that we won't see in the episode that do you originally um, remember? Let me think. I know my name got changed. Um, I had a different last name in the beginning. I think it was Hispanic and I'm Filipino. So they changed it, which is really cool. That's very important to me. Um, originally the episode, um, was to be set in the snow, not the desert or not the the forest. Avi wanted like a really, like we freeze to death kind of thing, but it was just far too expensive and hard (laughs) to make it realistic. It was way easier for us to just be sweating in California than otherwise. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a major change. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that would have been completely yeah. different. Um, was uh, shooting on location like that, uh, was craft services any different? I mean, like watching the episode, <laughs> it looks like you're hiking through the hills, you know, but you're probably just off a main road or something. But like, was we were actually ha- like pretty deep in the forest. Okay. Um, and it was a hike too crafty and to the bathrooms a lot so we sometimes we were even shuttled to the bathrooms mm. um and i also had this honking leg on my mm-hmm. like wrapped so i was definitely wobbling around the forest 90 percent of the time um but the food was good that's what i can tell you <laughs> well worth the worth yeah, the walk like i worked up a sweat what was it like uh, working with Caitlin and not being able to acknowledge her presence other than uh, pretending that you were talking to also a imaginary friend? Yeah, that was one of the hardest parts. I think in the first three days, I just consistently kept looking at her in the eye <laughs> mid scene. And I was like, oh. um, so funny because I feel like you just don't really deal with that on any other type of show. Mm. Um, so it took a second to get used to. Yeah. And it, it was sad too, because since we're all, you know, in the heat, walking through the forest, we can sweat and we're in like, you know, we take off our jackets, but she had this leather coat and like black shirt and black pants and she can't look like she's sweating because she's not actually there. So I felt so bad for her. She was like... <laughs> you know, fans and hat and everything. Uh, were there any uh, jokes on the set? Cause I, I, I noticed that the uh, place was supposed to take place in Sierra Nevada. Right. I think. Mm-hmm. And your name is Sierra spelled different, of course, but uh, very yeah. similar in pronunciation. I wonder if they got that from you or, or what, <laughs> or was it always said? No, it was set in the it snow. Was, so they had know, to pick it later. It did, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But that's funny okay. to think about. <laughs> yeah. It's cool to have your name yeah. in there. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> so now you've had some time to, to sort of think and reflect. Any other any other funny stories or anecdotes that you can remember from the set? That's... It was really fun having um, a kind of scar on my face from the car accident and the blood coming down because... Um, I like did a bit with my roommates where I came back and I was like, Oh my God, I just got into this car accident and my, my face is all scratched up. And they were like, what? And then I was like, psych, I'm on a quantum. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you mentioned you got to keep some stuff from the set. Uh, did you get to keep at all, uh, your shirt from the camp at all, or anything like that? I, it's funny cause Ray and I have a, 
a, a joke about this. Um, I'm like, I'm a collector. Like I really like collecting memories and stuff. That's why my wall looks like this, but I like things that don't, that people wouldn't normally think to collect. So I like to find things on the ground and like trash and stuff like that. So like, I know what it's from, but it's not directly, you know, like the director's chair or shirt or anything. So I found something really cool on the ground in the desert. It's like a, looks like a little mosaic, like piece of pavement. And when I found it, I like ran up to Ray and I was like, I found <laughs> trash. And he's like, show me. Oh. So I might like make it into a necklace or something. But oh, no one would ever awesome. know it's from Quantum Leap. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect, though. What a marvelous memory. Yeah. Very cool. What will you take away from this episode? Uh, you, you've done many things in your career, but uh, from this episode, like looking back at it, what, what w- would your general feeling be of it? For me, personally, the filming process was just so lovely and being welcomed onto a set as a guest star and like having it be, you know, it felt like a mini movie, which is really cool. Um, I will take that with me forever. And especially this character. um, It's one of my favorite characters I've ever played. And I really felt like I got to explore as an actor and do a lot of things that I've never done. I really like the physicality of this role. And um, so that was really exciting. And then the episode as a whole, I think it, it really says a lot about, you know, the nuances of teenagers and dealing with really really big things but still being teenagers at heart and having that sort of energy and camaraderie and friendship and there's just a lot of heart in this episode and that's what i love about quantum leap as a whole the original and the the new one is there's so much heart there's like all this drama and people breaking legs and cars crashing and time travel but there's also just like a lot of real human connection so that's really cool it's a great summary. Thank you. Um, perhaps then we could talk about what's coming up next for you. Have you got any yeah. any productions that are, uh, are that we can watch out for in the future? Yeah, yeah. So um, next year, um, I will be in a show called Free Ridge, which is a spinoff of a Netflix show called On My Block. I'm really, really, really excited for that one. Um, so yeah, you can catch that next year. And then I'm also starting clothing brand so if you check out my instagram i'll be like posting all of that on there great thank you well we'll um we'll keep an eye out for the show and uh we'll pop your instagram account in the comment section below the the youtube video um it's been a blast talking to you thank you so much for your time yeah of course it's been so much fun you guys are great i'm excited (laughs) thanks thank you Nanrissa, welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Hey, hey everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we got Jen Cho herself. Is it Jen Chow? Jen Cho? I always I'm always wondering how I should pronounce that. Yes, I me too. Funny story. <laughs> We've changed uh, <laughs> the last name to Jen Chu, C H U. So I'm ha- I'm half Chinese and half Korean. Mm. My my character oh. is Chinese and half Korean as well. But you know, my last name's Lee. It's like really easy. And so I, I didn't I don't know anybody with the last name C H O U. So we were shooting and I was like, is this is this Chow Chu Chow? You know, and we had a conversation about it and I was like, listen, I just don't want to be mispronouncing my own last name. So uh, so we changed it to Chu, C H U, which um, 
which they were really lovely about of what would you prefer. And, and that's uh, my uh, late best friend's last name. And I just thought it was a nice, nice tribute. So IMDB, if you're oh, listening. Oh, that's oh, nice. lovely. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, that's so. Uh, we've we've been speaking for about thirty seconds. We already have a Quantum Leap podcast exclusive. It's now Gen mm-hmm. Chu. So fandom, fandom, uh, take heed. But um, <laughs> either way, we are thrilled to have you here on the show. And um, yeah, if we can just start generally, if you want to tell the fans a little bit about your background and how you came to Quantum Leap. Yeah, I mean, I think for Quantum Leap specifically, I mean, I, uh, you know, pretty much the standard way got an audition through my agent and um, it was my first, I feel like it's like kind of my first like real pilot season, you know, like reading for larger roles and, um, and this was the first one that came up and, uh, and then, you know, tested and, and went through and met everybody in Vancouver. It was yeah, pretty standard. I was very, very excited. I my deal closed on two twenty two twenty two, so I'll always remember that day. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a you know, Jen Shu the character. I think um, I I know m- most of you have read the original pilot, right? So uh, there wasn't a ton. Yeah, I'm the only holdout. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> you want to be surprised, right? Um, yeah, she. Yes. She. Uh, there wasn't. Uh, I, I auditioned with dummy sides. It's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term. So basically, for people, if anybody isn't, um, it's it's sometimes with um, with things with big IP, you know, Marvel or whatever, they won't give you the actual sides. They'll give you what they call dummy sides. Um, um, and just things that are sort of parallel the character or the character traits. And they just want to see what you're going to do with that. So I had one scene um, from the original pilot. And then also um, the main scene was, was dummy sides. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was just, it was a really good time. It was, it was interesting actually, because there's been, um, you know, some refining out for Jen, but um, uh Originally, there was a lot. There was a lot of comedy in those in those dummy sides, and uh, and um, and some some backstory that carried over, which is really exciting. And um, yeah, so I just kind of had fun and did my best. And I was really interested in the comedy element because, yeah, I, I noticed in the original pilot there was there, there were some funny moments in it, and then that seemed to get sort of dragged back a bit when the show actually got to air. And and then it's felt like Jen's character has has brought those comedy elements back in. Was that much to do with you, or was that more the producers? You, you seem to have a lot of comic timing that they've been leaning into a lot more in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think you know that was always it was always there in 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 the scripts. Um, and then you know I think especially uh, with new shows you're still finding the shape and refining things down and finding the tone for your show and the rhythm and, and the composition really, you know, where everybody sort of fits in together. And, um, and so there were, there, there were things certainly included um, the whole time. And then what, what's that saying? I mean, I don't, I don't, it's not a hundred percent for TV, but they say it for film, you know, there's, there's three, 
three movies that get made. It's the one that gets written, the one that gets, uh, um, the one that the actor does and then and the one that gets shot and then the one that gets edited. Mm. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a similar, mm-hmm. you know, structure. So, um, I don't know if this is normal for all new shows, but it would make sense to me if it was that you would, you would include sort of, uh, more in the, in the beginning, um, and maybe on the page or what you shoot. And then you kind of refine that out, uh, as you edit. So yeah, that was the case for me, but yes, there is, there has always been uh humor for Jen. And I think, I think now we're hitting a really good, um, sort of tone and, 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 and where she is with the team and, and her style of humor. Cause I'm a lot to rein in. So, <laughs> but I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad it's coming out in the character. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm pleased that you see it. Yeah. Well, one thing that um, I've noticed is that Jen seems to be the character who has um, had the most evolution since the show began i i feel like um you know she was introduced as the head of security and then there was um some minimal stuff that you got to do and then it really kind of took off when it seems to me like they're pairing you and ernie together um for the majority of ernie's scenes i guess because of the dynamic that you two share as characters um but it seems to me that chemistry is there in real life as well so um was that more of a conscious choice that they leaned into when when they when they discovered that you guys you know were kind of simpatico or how did how did that all evolve? I think it was it was it was there. Um, I think it was there on the page. I think again in 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 the, the the dummy sides that I auditioned with, there was a reference to magic um, and and how how their paths had crossed. And I think I just sort of leaned into that. You know, one of the amazing things about being an actor, one of the really fun things is you, it's up, you fill in the sort of white spaces and the blanks and the backstory. And, and that's why things look so different on everybody. Right. Um, um, so that was something that, that was important to me when I was sort of building that character. And, um, and then we met, uh, you know, in person and Ernie, as you all know, is, a lovely human being. And, uh, and we got to spend a bunch of time together, all of us in Vancouver, but, um, Ernie and I were in the same, um, uh, hotel. And, and so, and because, you know, uh, there's Addison's character and Ben's character are, are so active all over, you know, um, the show. And we, we had more time on our hands. So Ernie and I would just, you know, we, we had a lot of steak and spinach together, a lot, a lot, a lot of steak dinners, which is great. And it was a great opportunity to get to know each other. And, you know, I mean, I, I, he's the most generous, kind, fun, lovely person you could meet. And, and I think, I think, um, I think the producers and the execs did definitely did pick up on that and, and leaned into that when we, when we began shooting the series. Yeah. But we, you know, I mean, I feel like, we've all we've all been really lucky in terms of our main cast all, all the cast really because guest cast is phenomenal but um but our main cast is you know we're all 
we're all a little goobery. We all like to have fun and, and we get along. We enjoy spending time together. I mean, we went out together last night. We went to dinner and, and went to a show, you know, and just kind of goofing around. Five of us. Yeah. Yeah. With the majority of your stuff taking place so far in present day and mostly back in the project, what is your schedule like as the week goes? Because I know it's an eight day shoot, but how many of those days are you on set usually? Yeah. So, um, so typically, uh, the way that the rhythm has been feeling lately is, uh, we usually shoot headquarters stuff one to two days. So, um, they're big days. It's kind of days where you sort of hit the ground running and you're, you're kind of in, you know, every scene or, um, and you, you just, but it's, um, it's, it's great. It's, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not a bad, not a bad schedule. Um, so we'll usually shoot one or two days at headquarters. And then maybe if, um, you know, maybe if, if we have a scene or two outside of that, if they, they let us out of the cave. I, I always joke around <laughs> me and Ernie go on our missions. Um, um, then, then that's usually a, another day somewhere, you know? Um, but typically it's, yeah, it's one or two days. Um, and then, um, because of that schedule, uh, I, I really like to spend time on set, um, when I'm not shooting to just kind of, a, see Ray, because we never see Ray. We never get to see Ray because he's always in a leap and we're always, you know, in a different world. And, and it's just, it's just nice to see him. He's the kind of guy you want, you want to spend time around him. Um, and to meet the guest cast, similar situation. Um, and, and also just to get to know, I think the crew production, you know, um, this is my first series regular. So I'm really excited about like, every freaking thing, like everything. <laughs> so it's, it's a really great <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. To get, to get to know about, <clears throat> to get to know the writers and the directors and watch how they work and watch the interaction, you know, get to know people on, I learned about greens the other day. I didn't know that that that's a whole department. That's like set dressing, but they, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just taking a sip of my, my tea. It's <laughs> for the swag, um, um, which is a whole different department. It's set dressing, but but specifically for greenery, like for plants and for anyway. It's all fascinating to me. I'm naturally a very curious person. I think so. Oh. So I, you know, I try to come to set when I'm not shooting and 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 get to know people. And and um, TV is such a huge production. You'll have you know, 80, a hundred people on set. And, um, because we shoot so tight on headquarters days, you know, you're kind of hitting the ground running and you're, 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 it's all the words and, you know, and, and you're focused on your scenes and, and your relationships with the other characters and stuff. There isn't for me, at least a whole lot of extra bandwidth and room to, to kind of like soak up the other stuff. So, Yeah. That's what I do. That and uh, and a lot of donuts on my off days. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doing it right, right? Can I maybe pick up on a, a couple of things you mentioned? Um, you said about one of the most fun parts of your job is the, the or being an actor is is the the preparation and filling in the blanks and and effectively kind of that 
planning element. You also said this is your your first series regular role. So can I ask what what the biggest surprise for you has been, whether it's in terms of the direction Jen has taken or or anything else about this kind of moving into this world of regular TV production? I don't I don't think it's the biggest surprise, but I so sorry to immediately not answer your question, but I don't think it's the biggest surprise, but that's fine. <laughs> the biggest element certainly um, um, is it, that is that has come up time and time again and, and will over the entire course of my career is for me has been uh, is been confidence in 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 my own creativity my abilities as an actor and who i am as a person i think um you know this industry it's such a it's a difficult industry i mean it's it's being an actor is it's competitive and there's so much of like the circumstance pie <laughs> that we are not privy to you know and we'll never know you know um, why certain decisions get made, why, you know, why one person got cast over another, why something, you know, got changed or this or that. Many times it has nothing to do with you, but you'll never know. And sometimes it, it absolutely does have, you know, have to do with you. But I think something that you, that, that I have learned, um, um, over my, over, over me growing as an actor is that it's, it, it, it when you really strip it all down, it's, all that other stuff can be so distracting and and really stressful and and kind of not good for your self esteem or or mental health or you know for some people um for me and so it's always better for me to try to just if I start to feel that way you kind of you know try to try to just focus and get back to sort of what is important for me you know which is what feels good for me in the character what, how am I pleasing myself creatively, you know, and just having trust and faith in that. I think on this show, especially, um, we're all really lucky to be surrounded by, um, amazing, generous, um, protective, cre uh, uh, cre creatives, you know, the execs, um, I don't know if that's always the case, but that's been my experience. I, I always feel um, really protected by the EPs and everything. And, and I have my own separate relationship with all of them, but, uh, and they've, and I've had a little bit of conversation with that um, about that with them along the way. And they're always just like, you're fine. You just do what you do. You know what I mean? Like, that's why we hired you, <laughs> you know? And I think sometimes on these bigger productions, you can get a little like, Am I, does, is that what you wanted? Or I, I, I don't know. Like I, you know, like, is this, do people like this? And I think it's sometimes it's easy to forget under those, you know, when you think you hit like big leagues or something that, that they hired you for what, for I, they hired me for the choices I made before they knew me, you know? Um, so I think it's important to, to keep that in mind and, and, you know, as you grow as a person and, and as people grow in their, in their careers and their professions, that's something that I think that comes up for probably a lot of people, right? Cause you're stretching and expanding and, you know, moving into these new territories that, that you haven't had experience with before. And I think if you feel good about 
if you feel fulfilled by, by what you're doing, then I think the odds are you're, you're okay. You're on the right track, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm enjoying um, everything that you're doing on camera. And I know that in episode eight, we came to sort of a revelation about finally why Ben left prematurely, why he kind of sidestepped Addison. It was to save Addison. And in making those choices, um, I don't know if the actors are flying as blind as the audience. Um, did you know the overall arc up front before, you know, you guys started this season or like, did you hear from the writers about, okay, we're going to go in this general direction or is, is it being doled out to you? Like it's being doled out to us. And does that affect the way you approach the character? Yeah. Yes. And yes. Yes. Um, it, it's funny. <laughs> I'll get a, a, a script and because of our schedule, you know, because usually headquarters, it feels like, I mean, unless they take, usually headquarters kind of is up first in the shooting schedule because, you know, it, this show is amazing. They build brand new sets every single week because of the leaps. And so headquarters usually goes first. And so it's not uncommon for us to get a script a couple days out, you know? And it, so it's, I've taken to, it'll, I'll be reading it and then I'll like, text Martin, like all caps, like, Oh my God, what are we doing? You know, just like, because I get, <laughs> I get the same, the same surprises as, as everybody else. Um, and I think it's fun. It's really fun that way. Um, and it's also a challenge, I think, you know, um, as far as my character in terms of the arc and some of the relationships, certainly certain things, uh, come as a, as a surprise, but I think I had had conversations, um, early on and, and have continued to um, uh, with writers and, 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 and kind of anybody who will listen <laughs> about um, I think where I feel like Jen comes from, you know, she didn't come up through the normal route that I, I guess most people who work in Pentagon programs came through. Um, her past is, is, is a bit different. It's a little colorful. Um, and I think that's me personally, I think that's a massive strength to who she is. Um, so, uh, so I had some of those discussions with people and again, continue to, and, and I see them reflected in the scripts. It's always nice, you know, um, um, to be for those things to be acknowledged. And, 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 and of course, you know, we're having these conversations and, and, and I'm spitballing things or things that I feel like um, are very, are essential for Jen or important relationships. Right. We see that in eight um, that I feel like have affected her and her life and helped shaped who she is as a person and how she handles the other relationships in her life. You know, I, I really don't think that Jen I hope I'm not spoiling this, Miriam. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I, 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 my feeling for Jen is that um, she, she didn't grow up with a lot of stability in her life. And I think it's one of the reasons why she's so independent and why she's, she's pretty tough. You know, I mean, you kind of drop her in most situations and she's going to be okay. 
And she's probably like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? She's like, not only is she okay, she's like over here, like doing something, you know, like (laughs) she's resourceful. And, um, and so those things I think certainly have carried through. Absolutely. So those things aren't a surprise, but in terms of plot points and, and story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just to follow up on that in this episode, we did get a little bit more of Jen's backstory about her dad and the way that she was um, basically in charge of her own life when she grew up. And it, intimated that you and magic have a pre-existing relationship not only between each other but that magic somehow knows jen's dad and there seems to be a bigger story there as well and um i don't know if you can speak to that but seeing that on the page does that help inform the way you approach the scene especially the way you play off of ernie because you have jen has two sides and i love that about her in the show because you have the, the part where you say that you're a shark and a shark recognizes a shark when you're talking about Janice. But then we get these great, wonderful scenes where maybe you're taking, yeah, maybe you're taking Addison aside to talk about Ben or um, even in, uh, in the earthquake episode, you had a great scene where you guys were just walking down the, talk, down, down the hall talking about like real housewives and you know how you're going to hang out. And so it seems like she's got, you know, both this very serious side and this very nurturing side. And we're getting to know more about that as we go. Are we going to explore more of those things in a broader way? Because you're always stuck at the project. I'm wondering how, you know, how they're going to be able to, to branch your, your, your character out a little bit to flesh some of these things out. Yeah. Well, you'll just have to keep watching, Chris. Uh, uh, I think, (laughs) yeah, that is absolutely, that's absolutely right about Jen. You know, I think, um, I don't think, I don't know that Jen was always so trusting of people. And Jen keeps that circle small, you know, and tight that people, and, 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 and it's, and it's her family at the program. Um, I, there is a toughness and a, and a, um, I think because she, she had to grow up so early in age. Um, I think there is a little bit of this, like, well, if it comes down to you or me, like it's me, you know? Um, but I think how she, the way that she's grown as a person in, in falling in with this, with, with the quantum leap family, I think has been a, a huge um, evolution in, 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 in her relationships and in the things that she believes in, you know, it's not like full white hat. I'm not going to lie to you guys like, but, but, uh, but the, the, the quantum leap family is, is one that she has, has grown to love and trust over time you know, and, and, and I think that for her has been, um, spearheaded by Ernie, her relationship with Ernie, you know, and then learning to, because she trusts Ernie so much, um, you know, she's opened up to all of these other people. And I think, um, I think too, when you, when you come from, Jen's a thief, right? Like she's a hacker, like, she the only difference between what she did before and what she did now is now it's sanctioned by the government. Do you know what I mean? Like if the program shuts down in six months, like you're not going to find her working for the Pentagon in another position. Like 
she's, <laughs> do you know, it's, um, so I think there's things about what she, what she's learned about herself and about humanity, you know, um, um, through, through her teammates that maybe she, maybe she didn't have before. And I think because of that, because, because when you come from an environment where, um, perhaps before people were not, uh, as trusting of you and, uh, and maybe rightfully so, maybe there's a little bit more me against the world kind of, you know, um, point of view. Um, and that changes when you, when you fall into, um, a group of people that you respect and where over time you've, you've earned each other's trust and really begin to care for each other and you feel cared, cared for and accepted and safe. I mean, that's huge for anybody, you know, I think, yeah, I think just Jen, Jen knows that and, um, and and I think even when she doesn't, magic is is right there to remind her of that. You know, that sort of there's a bit of a surrogate father relationship there, and 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 uh, I think she feels uh, safe and accepted by him. So you had mentioned before that um, you had sort of uh, forged separate relationships with the different EPs and, you know, that you, you trust them, that you, you feel you're in good hands. But I have to think that, um, you know, the, the uh, Mrs. Quantum Leap, um, Deborah Pratt is probably on the set very frequently. Can you tell us what it's like to be with Deborah, who has been the biggest advocate for the return of Quantum Leap since, uh, you know, it went off the air 30 years ago. And uh, I, I just want to get a, a feel of what she's like on set. And uh, after that, if you were familiar with the original Quantum Leap before you auditioned for the role. Yes, I was. Um, I, uh, which way should we go? Should we go? Let's go Deborah first. Ladies first. Um, Deborah's great. Deborah's Deborah's awesome. We um, she is on the set often, and she made it very clear um, to me, at least, that um, in the beginning, that she was available to me if I if I had any questions, concerns, if I just wanted to talk about things that weren't about my character, or you know, or weren't even about the show. Um, we. We were on the phone yesterday. She called me yesterday on Saturday. We, you know, um, um, and we had a, a, a great conversation. I think Deborah is, uh, if in character, Ernie is a little bit of my like work dad, you know, Deborah could be like a little bit of a work mom, you know, work aunt. Um, um, Deborah, <laughs> one thing that is really obvious about Deborah that is just sort of undeniable is how much she loves the show, how much she loves the show and how much she loves all of us, you know, how, how you can feel, of course, like, you know, that she just wants, she just wants this to be a good experience for everybody, audience included, you know, and I think she does. It's great to have somebody, um, somebody there and in that position that you, you feel like you can have, um, um, conversations with that, that are, that, that about anything, you know, I think she's, she's, um, 
she's, she's always available. And I think that she makes her, I'm not, she's, she's busy, (laughs) but she, she, she always makes time, you know? Um, um, and, and I, I feel her love. It's, she's, it's, she's just a a wonderful person. And she says, hi, by the way, she said to say hi to all of you. Um, I think she's very fond of you. Just, just like, just like you, Matt. Sometimes just chats with Deborah. You know, they're like BFFs now. So, <laughs> Matt knows how you feel. <laughs> she's right, right, Matt. I mean, she's I, wonderful. I'm not quite sure I can call her a work aunt, but <laughs> I will. I will say I think that um, that because uh, because she's had such great experience in the industry. And in, in multiple arms of the industry, she is such a proponent of, you know, I feel like she, she looks out for me, you know, and is like, you know, listen, if there's things you want to do, do them. She's so encouraging and she's so, she's really generous in, in, um, in lending, um, guidance or advice or support into, into, any way or uh, that I might be curious about, about growing as in my career and as a person. But um, for somebody like me, again, where this is my first show as a series regular, um, you know, there's, there's a a beautiful amount of diversity in our show uh, uh, in front of the camera and, and behind. Um, And I think that was something that was really important to Deborah. Um, and, and the rest of the executives, you know, to Martin, you know, to Brian and Steven, to everybody. Um, and you really, you really feel that on set. And I think she's a part of that. And, and that's, to me, that's a big deal. That's a really, it's going to, I'm going to get emotional. That's a, it's a big deal. You know? Well, it is a wonderful part of the legacy of Quantum Leap, the representation, and you guys are so much more free to do it now as opposed to the way that they were constrained in the late 80s, early 90s when the original show aired. So um, speaking of that legacy, Deborah is so interested in carrying it forward. How... How vested were you in the original series? Were you a fan of it? Did you know much about it before you got the part as Jen? Yeah, I was a fan of it. Um, I I used to watch the show with my dad. So my dad was, you know, when I booked this, my dad was, I'm going to get emotional again. (laughs) My, my dad was, I think the person I was most excited, you know, to tell because, um, because I remember watching that show with him when I was a kid. Um, I think to the, the love. And then of course, like one of the first things he asked me was like, are you going to leap? And I was like, no, I'm not the leaper. <laughs> I'm the but, uh, but Hey, you know, maybe season three. Um, um, but I think one of the never things, say never. yeah, right. You know, well, it's a good, well, I'll pitch it to the right. Um, I think uh, <laughs> one of the things that was, I hear that. I hear that from from many people that that people watched it with their family, and I think one of the reasons why that that was is because the level of I think empathy in um, in the series is so 
high. I mean, it just like, um, you know, we were just talking about inclusion a minute ago. And I think that, that that show, that that show really did that in its time, you know, for its time, it really, there was a big effort for that. Um, and I just think, I think that's, that's, that's part of why it was, it was, uh, such a, a popular show and, and one that people um, such as yourself and myself, you know, feel connected to today. And I think, um, you know, we, we want to be a, our version of the show, but Absolutely. That's something that we want to retain, you know, because I feel like in my opinion, I think that that's, what's at the heart of it. Um, and, and I think that there are, I think there's many ways to do that, you know, to just push that empathy needle, just forward, 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 or up, up, up. And, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to be, part of a production that, that I believe does that. Yeah. I was watching the, um, I was rewatching an episode oh, I know, last week or something. The one where Sam leaps into himself as a kid. And I just like, it just gave me all the feels my family, I love hanging out with my family and we, we all really enjoy each other's company and they're all in Hawaii right now <laughs> without me. And I have like massive FOMO, you know, but it is, it's, I think, <laughs> you know, I just watching it. I was just like, yep, yeah, this is, yeah, this is why I watched that show. I think, you know, you really feel um, the love and, 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 and how much, you know, like Sam wants to, wants to like, ha you know, help his, it's his, you know, and it's his family this time. And, and, um, but also understanding mm -hmm. the sort of yeah. like I think the struggle of like, it's, <clears throat> you, you got to do what you're there to do. And, and, and you can't, you can't always, you know, pick everything apart and, and make everything exactly the way you want it to be and, and fulfill all of your personal expectations and wants, because it's just not life. You know, you just got to try to move through with, with grace and love and, you know, be a, a positive contribution to society if possible. That's something that quantum always tries to teach us. And just having at such an altruistic character Sam as an example to to put that uh that idea forward and then to have someone as affable and just genuinely good hearted seeming anyway as as Ray to take up that standard uh when he plays Ben. Um we've though hit sort of turning points in the series with this episode. And it seems to me like a lot of the back of the project stuff has so far been predicated on the fact that we didn't really know what was going on. Why did Ben leap? What's Janice's role in all this? Now that we have um, the revelation that we got in this episode, um, are we going to see a little bit of a shift in the dynamics of the back of the project stuff as the series goes forward? Um, 
because now that we have a little bit of a changing um, changing plot line with all that. I don't know if you can answer, but uh, I have to ask the fans. The fans will they'll they'll take me out and cheer me up if I don't ask. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> absolutely not. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, <no>. <laughs> well, I, w- w- what would you like to see? I'd be curious to what would what would you all like to see? I, give me your pitches. I'll, I'll take it to the writers' room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If we have enough time. I mean, you got three <laughs> lifelong fans here. You you don't know mm. what you're asking, but uh, <laughs> you no. What we like about the back of the project stuff. Yeah, but um, we would like to see just a little bit more cohesion so that um, it's like the project and the leaps are working more in lockstep and that um, once the the sort of that central mystery is starting to get resolved now for things to maybe normalize because now you're all getting on that same page. And I guess that's where I was going with that question. It seems to me like there's a congruence happening with the storylines and um you know, I'd like I'd like to see if that's going to continue. I hope it does. So maybe that's a better way of asking what I asked previously. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same question, but uh, yeah, it only took no. me twice to actually get it out. <laughs> you had to ask it twice because I'm not going to answer it the first time around. Um, I think exactly. <laughs> Being coy, um, I, I think you'll be pleased. I think you'll be pleased with how. With okay, how it good. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah um you've been so generous with your time is there any aspect of uh the new show or something that um you would like to touch upon that we haven't touched upon yet i i i haven't you know since the show has come out i have sort of not really read too much about in in responses or um, you know online or 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 watched many sort of response videos. So so I think you know when I was coming on 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 this show, I I was like, oh well, let me you know I'll watch some, and I I came across some of the um, the 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 um, podcasts that that are right after I think the episode airs, and I just mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. I think I, I let me just say that I think like Allison's feedback I think is like one of the things that's kind of really cool about the show. I think um you guys are so kind and I think and and um are are champions of the show, you know, but but uh I love <laughs> Allison, don't come for me. Um, 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 I do like that there's this format <laughs> where people can, can respond openly about what about how they feel about things, you know. And 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 I think that it's this show is not it's 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 not it's not the original Quantum Leap. And I think um, I think as far as like the headquarters stuff, like it's it, you know I. Sorry, not sorry. I love I love procedural, <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think that there are there are there are there. Are, that's that's the great thing about a, about about working in a creative industry is like it's subjective and and you can't please everybody. But I do appreciate the the support and the honest responses. And, um, and it, you know, it's always in a respectful way. And, and, and for the record, I almost was like, I was like, if they ask me what episode 
I've really enjoyed the most so far. And then I, and then I listened, I listened to that one. I was like, Oh God, she's going to use it against me for the rest. But I really, the Halloween episode is, is great. It's, <laughs> I love a whodunit. And I just think the characters are so fun. Mm-hmm. We treated to a fabulous guest cast every single episode. It's so fun meeting all of these people and dropping into those worlds. I love a themed episode. I think it's great. I also love six. I think they did a fantastic job of, um, of the reshoots and, mm. and, and tooling everything in. And, and there was a lot of headquarters in that and we had a blast shooting it. We had a really good time, but, um, but hopefully, you know, this sort of, hopefully, you know, this evolves into something that, that, that really just, you know, balances both and that, and, 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 and we can, you know, um, have fun in both worlds. But, you know, I, I think, I just think it's exciting for me, at least, obviously, (laughs) but, but, um, to be in this, I don't know that it's not a new version of the show, but it's, you know, this is, we're making it in 2022 and, 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 and being able to take advantage of that, you know? Well, that is terrific. And we're so happy that uh, we're going to be getting more of the project stuff and more of, I'm, I'm just going to say, uh, we heard from Nan Rissley, uh some more convergence of the project and leap stuff and a little bit more integration. That's the way I took it anyway. Um, <laughs> maybe not a direct quote. That's me extrapolating. But um, <laughs> we have been so happy to talk to you here on the Quantum Leap podcast. Thank you so much for appearing with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And it was, it was, it was a good time. And I will, I look forward to the future, uh, future episodes of your show. 